Hey kids, it's Grandpa. Tonight, we're going to read Geronimo Stilton's Lost Treasure of the Emerald Eye. Late again. Putrid cheese puffs. It was nine o'clock and I, Geronimo Stilton, was late for work again. I rolled out of bed in a minute and was dressed in two. Pretty fast, considering I'm really not a morning mouse. Cheese slices. I hate Monday mornings. I grumbled while brushing my teeth with cheddar-flavored toothpaste. Then I hurried downstairs, stumbled over my tail, and tumbled all the way down to the door. Thump, thump, thump. So much for being quiet as a mouse. The streets of New Mouse City, the capital of Mouse Island, were as noisy as ever. I guess everyone was late, just like me. Cheese delivery trucks were everywhere. Horns blasting, mice, rats, and rodents of every size and shape raced by in cars, taxis, and Mouse Jordan sneakers. Taxi! I shouted, jumping into a cab. 17 Swiss Cheese Center, please. Minutes later, we pulled up to my editorial office. Oh, yes, I forgot to tell you that I run a newspaper. It's called the Rodents Gazette. I took the stairs at a time, two stairs at a time, and burst inside. What a workout. I was pooped. Maybe I shouldn't have canceled my membership at Rats La Lane after all. Now remember, kids, a rodent is a mouse. And this is about a mouse named Geronimo Stilton. But before I could think about it, Musella, my secretary, tackled me. Mr. Stilton! Finally, she cried, her glasses dangling off one ear. There is a crowd of rodents waiting to see you. The designers, the printers, the mouse who works the water cooler, and the editor-in-chief wants to speak with you immediately. I headed to my desk. Musella followed. The copy machine is jammed, she continued. Another mailroom mouse quit. And boss, don't forget you promised me a raise. My head felt like it was about to explode. Even my whiskers hurt. I wouldn't wish this day on the meanest cat ever. Thea's Secret At lunchtime, my sister Thea, who was a special correspondent for the Rodents Gazette, came by on her motorcycle. I am taking you out to lunch, she said. We've got reservations at the mouse house. She grabbed my paw and whispered, I have to tell you a very important secret. Twenty minutes later, I peeled myself off Thea's motorcycle. My teeth were still chattering. Are you trying to give me a heart attack? I shrieked, tugging my whiskers back into shape. Why, why, why do you have to go so fast? It's dangerous. One day... We're going to end up sipping cheese through straws at Mouse General Hospital. Tisk tisk, still the same old frady mouse, my sister laughed, slipping into the restaurant. Of course, before we could sit down, Thea had to greet 50 friends. Hi, Ratsy, how you doing, Swissita? I rolled my eyes. Thea had more friends than a cheese delivery man on the day before Thanksgiving. Finally, we were seated. 
So what is it? I ask impatiently. But my sister was busy looking at the menu. Why don't we order first, she said. Cheddar ravioli for two, she told the waiter, with extra spicy tomato sauce. Spicy, I groaned. You know I get heartburn. Did I mention my sister can be incredibly annoying at times? Thea waved her paw. Oh, please. You could use a little spice in your life. Besides, you'll have to get used to eating all sorts of food on our trip, she whispered, winking at me. Trip? What trip? I asked. Shh. Shh. Do you want everybody to know, she said, pinching my tail. Well, what are you talking about? I hissed. Thea glanced around. Hold your whiskers. I think the waiter may be spying on us. He looks a little suspicious, she said. Who on earth would want to spy on us? I cried. My head started to pound. If you only knew, my sister replied, looking very mysterious. I clenched my fists. I couldn't take it anymore. I climbed onto my chair and screamed, What are you talking about? Everyone stared. Slimy Swiss balls. Someone got up on the wrong side of the hole today, said Thea, but she began talking anyway. I found a map of an island showing the spot where treasure is buried, she squeaked. The Emerald Eye. From under the table, she pulled out a yellowed piece of paper. I found this map at the flea market, she continued. Oh, Garrikins, you must come with me. This is a once-in-a-lifetime chance, she finished excitedly. First of all, don't call me Garrikins. My name is Geronimo, I cried. Second, I will be too busy at work. We are about to publish the next volume of Rodent Rules for Dummies. And besides... Who ever heard of an emerald eye? It's ridiculous. Thea grabbed my paw and stared straight into my eyes. But you're my big brother. You can't let me go on my own. Jerry Barry, she squeaked in her sweetest voice. My sister could convince a cat to cook dinner for her. The name is Geronimo, I shouted. That night, I drank about 10 cups of snoozy time tea listened to my squeaky sound sleep tape, and counted grilled cheese sandwiches. Still, I didn't sleep one wink. Cheap junk for less. The next day, we went to the harbor. So, Garrikins, promise you'll come with me. You are not going to let me sail off all on my own, insisted Thea. Don't call me Garrikins, I cried. The name is Juranemo. Here's one thing you should know about my sister. When she gets an idea in her head, it sticks like a mouse in a glue trap. Before I knew it, I had promised to go with her on this ridiculous treasure hunting trip. And as every respectable mouse knows, a rodent's promise is nothing to joke about. Chewy cheese bits, shouted Thea, breaking into a dance. Then Thea shouted, my, showed me a boat belonging to an old retired sea captain. It was the color of cheddar, extra sharp, my favorite. The ship's name seemed to be a good sign, too. Lucky lady. 
My sister stared at the ship, then she winked at me. You know, two sailors are really not enough for this boat, she said. Do you know who else could come with us? Trap. He says an expert sailor. He says he's an expert sailor. My memories of my cousin, Trap Stilton, also known as Pushy Paws, were not very good. When he was young, he was a real nightmare. Trap, I sputtered. But Thea, don't you remember when he tied my tail up in a knot? I had to wear the same pants for a week. And what about the time he dyed my whiskers with a purple grape juice? But as I said, when my sister gets an idea in her head, there's no stopping her. Minutes later, we stood in front of Trapp's thrift shop. Cheap junk for less. The store window was dusty and full of odd stuff. An old yellowed photograph, a fake crystal that was supposed to ward off cats, and a box of silver whisker curlers and a super powdered fur dryer. We went in. As the door opened, it triggered a bunch of small brass bells hanging from the ceiling. Inside, a plumpish mouse was short, with short paws and a pencil tucked behind his ear, set with his feet on a comfy reclining chair. <clears throat> he wore baggy blue pants and a pair of bright red suspenders. It was Trap. He leaped up and scurried toward us with surprising speed. Well, I'll be a mouse's uncle, he shouted, crushing my paw in his. Long time no see. You two are always together, huh? Like cream and cheese. So what's up? Want to buy something? Let me tell you right up front, no discounts. Not even to relatives. Cash only, he shouted in our ears. Is there somewhere quiet we can talk, asked Thea. Trap led us into a library filled with books on every subject. Cats, cheese, cats who eat cheese, and the mice who love them. The air smelled musty, as if the windows hadn't been opened since Christopher Columbus discovered Mouse Island. All of a sudden, we heard a horrifying sound. Meow! Thea and I leaped up in the air. We shrieked together. Trap rolled around on the floor in a fit of laughter. You know, mice do not like cats. Ha 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 ha, he sputtered. That's no cat. It's just a tape recording. It comes on automatically as soon as someone enters the library. Pretty cute, don't you think? Adorable, squeaked Thea, rolling her eyes. Well, it does keep rat burglars away. And slimy sewer rats, too, smirked Trap. Hmm. I wonder if I could take out a patient, uh, take out a pet on it, <clears throat> he added. I could just hear the wheels turning in his tiny mouse-sized brain. I could make a bundle, he mumbled, his eyes shining. Then he turned back to us. So anyway, what are you two looking for? I don't have very much time to shoot the cheese. I'm very busy. I'm a very busy mouse, you know, he added with pride, puffing up his fur. Trap listened to Thea's plans with half-closed eyes, but I could tell he was interested because his tail started to twitch when she mentioned the emerald eye. Okay, I'll join you, he agreed, but anyone who dares lay a paw on my part of the treasure is a dead rat. We toasted to a successful trip. And twisting our tails together, we squeaked, To our trip!
take me with you. On my way home, I stopped by to say hello to my favorite nephew, Benjamin. He's a cute little guy with tiny, flappy ears. Uncle, read me a story. He cried when he saw me, so I sat down in the big, comfy chair in the den. Ben loves stories. When he was younger, he always zonked out before I had a chance to finish my tale. That's why I decided I dedicated my book, Stilton's Cheesy Tales for Tiny Mice, to him. To Ben, I wrote, may you stay awake long enough to finish this book. Today, I can hardly believe my little nephew is already nine years old. I remember when he was just a squeaky little thing drinking cheese sauce from a baby bottle. You're going on a trip? Ben asked when he heard about my plans. Oh, please, please, please take me with you. Uncle, I can be your assistant. I can carry your notebooks and I can sharpen your pencils with my cat tooth pencil sharpener, he pleaded. Sorry, Ben, I said, ruffling his fur. Maybe next time when you're a little older. Then I laid my right paw on my heart and tugged at my whiskers with my left paw. This is a salute that we mice use on special occasions. It means that the hearts of two mice who love each other will always stay connected. Anything missing? 15 pounds of extra sharp cheddar, 80 boxes of mac and cheese, 10 tubs of Swiss cheese, nine bags of nacho cheese chips unsalted. The next morning I stood on the deck of the lucky lady reading out a list of our supplies. What a mess. Trap, fill up the water tank. I instructed my cousin but instead of filling the water tank he poured water into the fuel tank. Speaking of water, Grandpa just had to take a drink of water. What are you doing? I squeaked. I think you had better lay off the extra sharp. It seems to be affecting your brain. I turned to my sister. Thea, run and get me the compass. I ordered down at boats, masts, and beyond. Asked to see the owner, Squeaky LaRue, also known as the Squeak. He's a friend of mine, so he should give you a discount. You can't miss him. He's a tall, thin, gray mouse with a tail so furry you could use it to dust every room in your mouse hole. Just then, I noticed Trap talking to the young ship rat on the boat next to ours. That's right, my young rat friend, he whispered. Don't tell anyone we're looking for something, but I can tell you what. It begins with a T and ends with an E. That's right, it's on an island. Quick as a cat at a mouse convention, I leaped up and yanked Trap away by the tail. Are you going to blurt out the whole story about the... Treasure, I hissed. Track gave me an innocent smile. Did I mention a treasure? There are lots of words that begin with T and end with E. You know, he smirked. Telephone, for example. Or how about tic-tac-toe? I banged my head against the side of the ship. By six o'clock that night, we had finished loading. I rushed to Rat's Authority, the best store in town for sporting goods. Can you help me, please? I said to Scratch, the mouse who owns the place. I want to get everything I would need for a long sea voyage, and I'm in a big rush, so if you could hurry. Well, tickle me with a cat fur feather. If it isn't Geronimo Stilton, the newspaper mouse, Scratch cried. What an honor. He then began to drag out everything in the entire store. My head was spinning. There were ten pairs of waterproof underwear, 
a floppy cheddar-colored straw hat that squeaked if you stayed out in the sun too long, and a life raft shaped like a slice of cheese on a five-foot-long cracker. I also need a suitcase, I said to Scratch, or better yet, a big trunk. I've got just the thing for a sharp mouse like you, Mr. Stilton, he remarked, his eyes gleaming. Follow me. He led me back to the back of the store where he unlocked the door to a small room. Then, like the famous magician, Harry Rattini, he, left a, he lifted a silk cloth with a flourish. There stood a trunk as tall as a circus mouse on stilts. It was covered in bright yellow leather that glowed in the dark. It was as wide as the giant from Rat and the Beanstalk and as long as the line for cheese danish at the bakery on Sunday morning. Isn't it a beauty, asked Scratch. I nodded and carefully lifted the lid. Holy cheese! You could fit a sumo mouse inside. I spotted several coat hangers made of cheesecloth and a whole shelf just for hats. There was a shiny cat tooth comb and a wire brush for tough whiskers. The trunk also had a space for office supplies, paper, pens, paperweights, a tiny, tiny secret compartment. compartment you name it. I'll take it, I squeaked. I knew you would like it, Mr. Ch Mr. Stilton. This is the real deal. He beamed, running his paws over the trunk. It's just the thing for an adventurous, seagoing mouse such as yourself. Wish you could take me along. Hmm. Geronimo Stilton, fearless sailor of the high seas, I thought. Had a nice ring to it. I might just enjoy this trip after all. First Dawn at Sea Ah, the cool breeze blowing in off the sea. Ah, that salty smell of seaweed. I was starting to get into the sailing thing. It was so relaxing. Sort of like sitting in great-grandma Tanglefer's rocking chair, holding the tiller of the lucky lady in my paws. I stared out over the ocean waves. It was dawn and the sun was just coming up, pale as a slice of Swiss cheese. We had just left the harbor, but I felt as if I had been sailing all my life. I was wearing a bright yellow windbreaker jacket with matching yellow pants and my new yellow hat. Can you guess what my favorite color is? Yep, there's nothing like a little yellow to cheer up a mouse. It is the most popular color on our island. We have yellow cars, yellow schools, and yellow airplanes. In fact, one year, even Santa Mouse wore a yellow suit instead of a red one. My nephew Ben wasn't too crazy about that, though. I smiled. I miss Ben so much. Funny how such a small mouse could give you such a big heartache. My daydreams were interrupted by Trap. He appeared on deck, mulching on a bag of nacho cheese chips. Hey there, cousin, he squeaked with his mouth full. Want some? Be careful, I warned. Don't get any grease on the deck. You're such a worry wart, he muttered, laying his greasy paw right on the deck. I closed my eyes and counted to ten. Just bring me my chart, I sighed. I need to see if we're on course for Treasure Island. Hey, no problemo, my little cousin, squeaked Trap. Waving a life boy at me, he did a little dance. Look out! 
I shrieked. You almost stepped on my glasses. I broke out in a cold sweat. Without my glasses, I couldn't tell the difference between a slice of mozzarella and a hunk of cheddar. Why, oh why, had we brought him along? Fresh clams, anyone? It was evening, and the red sun set on the ocean like a cherry on top of a piece of cheesecake. Up in the sky, white, fluffy clouds of whipped cream floated around. What a delicious view, I sighed. But just as I was beginning to enjoy it, I heard a mouse screaming, Yowie! That rotten stove is trying to kill me! It was my cousin's voice. Then I rushed to help him. What happened? What is it? We squeaked together. Trap was leaping around on one paw. This rotten stove keeps jumping up and down like a teenage mouse at a Wild Whiskers concert, shrieked my cousin, massaging his toe. I burned my paw with a clam sauce. He slumped onto the padded sofa to check out his toe. Maybe you two can set the table at least, Trap continued. While you've been up on deck enjoying the fresh air, I've been busting my tail down here. He closed his eyes and yawned. Must I do everything? I gave the clam sauce a good sniff as Thea mixed it into the pasta. Now I know why in medieval times they poured boiling oil on their enemies from the castle walls, whined my cousin. <clears throat> he cradled his burned paw protectively. Why, Trap? I didn't know you were so cultured. I remarked, filling my plate. My cousin smirked. What culture? I got that from a cartoon on TV, he scoffed. You can find everything on TV, you know. Yes, of course you can, I answered, absentmindedly. I was sniffing at the sauce again. Are you sure these clams are fresh? What do you mean, fresh? Of course they're fresh, Trap insisted. Cross my heart. It's just that they smell sort of like a skunk at a cheap perfume counter, I offered. My cousin jumped off the sofa. Are you calling me a liar? He shouted. I told you they were fresh as fresh can be. If you don't believe me, fine. I guess you just enjoy hurting my feelings. Thea grabbed a slice of bread and headed for the stairs. It's my turn to stand watch, she chirped, racing away. I hesitated for a moment, then began to eat very slowly. I don't think I'll have any clams after all. I lost my appetite, said Trap, nibbling some bread and cheese. At two o'clock that morning, I woke up with a horrible stomach ache. I dashed to the bathroom, my glasses dangling off my snout. Second le seconds later, I tripped over the bath mat, banged my snout on the medicine cabinet, and plopped onto the toilet. Suddenly, I had a horrible thought. Could it be the clams that made me sick? Just then, the bathroom door opened wide. Looking half asleep, Trap peered into the bathroom. Then he covered his nose with both paws. What are you up to, building some kind of a stink bomb, he coughed. Thea, woken up by all the noise, joined us. She sized up the situation in an instant. Spit out the truth, Trap, demanded my, demanded my sister. Where, where did you really buy those clams? My cousin was silent. He stared down at the carpet. Um, well... I bought them in the fish department at the frozen food counter, he confessed with a guilty look. Frozen, I squeaked. But you told me they were fresh clams. Trap stood up straight. Well, yes, of course they were fresh at one time. 
The frozen clams were um, a special offer. The mouse who sold them to me last month told me to eat them that same day or they would spoil. But, of course, I didn't take him seriously. You know those sales mice? They always tend to exaggerate. Squeak trap. Grr! Sales mice, my paw! I cried. Do you realize you could have killed me with that poison? You should get a job as a chef at a cafeteria for cats! I tried to grab him, but I ended up stumbling over a roll of toilet paper instead. Why, oh why, had we brought him along? A mystery on board. At dawn, on the 16th day of sailing, we were almost halfway to Treasure Island. After my watch, I went down to the galley where we had stored all of our food. That's when I discovered the breadcrumbs on the floor. Strange, very strange, I thought. The trail of crumbs led to a barrel full of apples. I lifted the barrel's lid. Inside, I found five chewed up apple cores. Did we have a stowaway on board? I decided not to say anything to the others. Not yet, anyway. If I was wrong, they would make fun of me for the rest of the trip. The next night, when everyone was asleep, I sprinkled some baby powder in front of the kitchen door. Then I tied a piece of thread to the doorknob. Early the next morning, I went down to check. Just as I had thought, the thread had been broken. Yep, it sure looked like someone had been sticking their paws in the old cheese bit jar. Then I noticed the paw prints in the powder. How odd, they were very, very small. Could they belong to a dwarf mouse? I decided I had to do something before the little thief ate us right out of the houseboat at home. That night, I slept with my lucky baseball bat by my side. It was a present from Slugrat Jones, also known as Sluggy, an old rat friend of mine who plays professional baseball. If that stowaway came after me, I'd be ready for him. It was one o'clock in the morning when I finally heard creaking sounds coming from the kitchen. I put on my glasses. Then I grabbed a flashlight with my right paw and the bat with my left. When I got downstairs, the sneaky thief was opening the fridge. I tiptoed toward him and switched on the light. Aha! I cried, ready to strike. Then my mouth dropped open. It was my nephew, Benjamin, happily munching on a cheesy chew. Hello, uncle, he squeaked, flinging his paws around my neck. He kissed me on the tip of my snout. Aren't you glad to see me? But why? But how? But when? I mean, what are you doing here? I stammered. I promise to make myself useful, he cried. I'll sweep the deck, fold your clothes, stack your hats. Did you know I'm a champion stacker? I got an A-plus in stacking at Little Tails Academy when I was in kindergarten. And I'll be your secretary, too. So when you go back, you can write a wonderful book. There was only one thing to do. I gave him a giant mouse hug. I love you very much, Benjamin, I said, and I'm very glad you are here. Mouse overboard. It was 11 o'clock at night, and I was standing watch at the helm. Everything all right, Geronimeister? asked Thea. It would be even better if you didn't call me Geronimeister, I squeaked. It was getting colder. Was the weather going to change? I lifted my stout snout to look at the clouds. But just then, the boat tipped, and the boom hit me on the back. 
Before you could say, grilled cheese on rye, hold the tomato, I was knocked overboard. I didn't even have a chance to squeak. The boat sailed away from me as I floundered in the waves. Fortunately, Thea had seen me go over. Mouse overboard, she shrieked. Immediately, all the lights came on, and the lucky lady turned toward me. Trap switched on a searchlight. Help! Over here, I cried, waving my paws. The waves were throwing me up and down like a ratty and doll in a clothes dryer. Cold water seeped into my fur. My teeth began chattering so hard I thought they would bounce right out of my mouth. There he is, I heard someone shout. Suddenly, I was flooded with light. They had spotted me. Benjamin threw me a line, but I couldn't catch it. Then I felt a strong paw grab me by the ears. It was Trap. Come on, cousin. Grab hold of my tail, he screamed. He dragged me back to the lucky lady. Ben and Thea lowered a rope ladder. Splat! I sped out a spray of water and opened my eyes. Trap was jumping up and down on my stomach. He's alive! He's alive! cried my cousin. My ears were blue from the cold. Thea was holding my paw. Tears shone in her eyes. Uncle Trap, you really are a hero, Ben exclaimed. Really, Trap, we don't know how to thank you, Thea added gratefully. Trap was blushing. Oh, it's nothing. Rattlings, just another day for me. Don't mention it, he shrugged. He strode away, whistling the theme song from his favorite TV show, X-Mouse. What a character. Trap pretends to be tough, but he really is a total softy. In fact, I'd say he's just as soft as my Aunt Ratilda's homemade cream cheese. A true sailor always knows what to do. On the morning of the 32nd day of sailing, I woke up with a start. Wake up, Garrikins! Thea shouted in my ear. There's a storm out there. Still half asleep, I slipped on my coat and followed Thea up to the deck. The sky in the east was dark with big black clouds. Go and lower the sails, Thea. No, wait a minute. Leave the smallest one up. That way the boat will hold the seas better. I said maybe sailing wasn't much as an easy thing after all. I'd better get trapped. I told my sister he's a true sailor. He'll know what to do. I left Thea at the helm <coughs> and went below to search for my cousin. The boat was being tossed about by the churning waves, which kept growing bigger and bigger. I opened the door to Trap's cabin. My cousin was huddled up in his bunk under the covers. Trap, the lucky lady, is taking on water. We don't know what to do, I shouted, shaking him. <coughs> Excuse me. I I don't know either, he mumbled, rolling his eyes. But, 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 but I sputtered, tossing my head in his bed. I thought you knew everything about the sea. Didn't you say you were once the captain of a ship? In answer to my question, my cousin set up, with a jolt, and threw up right into my hat. Holy cheese, I screamed, leaping away from the bed. I fell against Trap's closet. A book fell out. I stared at the title. Learn how to sail in 800 easy lessons. A horrible feeling gripped me, like a mousetrap in a fully stocked kitchen. I grabbed the book. A bookmark was stuck at page 11. Lesson number three. Sails come in many different colors. Try to pick one that will make you smile. Smile, I choked. 
You'll be lucky you can still eat soft cheeses when I'm back. He had crawled back under the covers. I'll deal with you later, I called as I rushed back outside. Waves as high as Mouse Everest were pounding onto the deck. Each time the bow of the ship hit a wave, the boat sank lower. Then it would pop up again, this time tilted in the other direction. Trap wasn't the only one feeling seasick. I, I learned news about our seriously truth-challenged cousin. For a minute, she looks as if she'd seen a cat, but quickly she got a grip. Who needs him anyway, she squeaked, flipping her tail over her shoulder. What a mouse, that sister of mine. A first-rate rodent, for sure. The wind was getting stronger and stronger. Its high-pitched whistle could have called every dog in the world. Moldy mozzarella, this is no storm. I thought nervously, tugging the fur on the top of my head. What rotten luck to be caught by the storm just now. We had only two or three more days before we would hit... Treasure Island. Each time the boat rocked, I could hear my seasick cousin moaning down in his cabin. Serves him right. I thought it seems Trap had accidentally forgotten to mention he was never a captain of a ship. He was a cook. Night came, and things got even worse. We couldn't make out the direction of the waves in the dark. The lucky lady rocked back and forth like my Uncle Nibbles dancing at a family wedding. We were soaked through to our tonsils. Suddenly, disaster struck. A gust of wind tore down the mast. The lucky lady tilted on its side, and water began to flood in. We were sinking. The Trunks of Many Wonders I found myself adrift in the icy sea. I thrashed about for a long time, spitting out salty water. Monster-sized waves kept rolling me around. I felt like I was stuck in the rinse cycle of a giant washing machine. Suddenly, I caught sight of a little gray furry thing. Benjamin, I cried, grabbing him by his tail. As if by magic, the wind stopped. I looked around. The lucky lady had vanished without a trace. We needed something to hold on to, and then I saw it. Well, happy birthday to me. And to Benjamin, too, of course. It was my trunk. I grabbed it with all my mousely strength. Safe. We were safe. Standing upright on the trunk, I scanned the horizon for Thea and Trap, not a head or tail in sight. By afternoon, I was beginning to lose hope, but then I spied two very small dots in the distance. My heart beat so fast, even my fur stood up to see what all the fuss was about. Thea? Trap? I shouted at the top of my lungs. It was my sister and my cousin, all right? I paddled out to them, paws flying. Take hold of my tail, I shouted as I dragged them. I really thought it was the end, cousin, panted trap, collapsing onto the trunk. Thea wrapped her tail around mine. Big brother, I'm so glad you're okay, she sighed. I hugged her tight. Tears rolled down Thea's wet, furry face. Trap was crying, too, for different reasons. The emerald eye, he sobbed. We'll never find it now without the map. I glanced at my sister. For some reason, she was grinning. 
Did someone say map? She slipped a paw under her sweater and out came the crumpled up map. Crunchy cheese chunks, shouted Trap. He threw his paws in the air like he had just won tickets to the Super Mouse Bowl. Hooray! Just then, Benjamin opened his eyes. How are you doing, my little mousie? I asked him. Uncle, is it you, Uncle Geronimo? He murmured. Yes, my dear little Benjamin, it's me, I whispered warmly. Everything is going to be all right now. You'll see. Goodbye, silk pajamas. Thea tried to review the situation. According to my calculations, we should be right near Treasure Island. Then she pointed to a black and white dot in the sky. A pelican. That means we are really close. Just then, Trap gave a loud shriek. I jumped. What is it? Do you always have to shout like that? I complained. I've got an idea, he squeaked in my ear. Then he grabbed the trunk's handle, trying to lift the lid. What are you doing? Do you want to throw us all back in the water? I protested. Trap was waving his arms around in the air. Why are you flapping your arms? I shouted at him. Are you going to tell us you can fly now too? Trap kept waving excitedly. Pajamas, belt, blue stripes, he cried. Finally, he managed to rip my comfy blue and white striped pajamas out of the trunk. Then he tore them into two pieces. I really am a genius. I am so clever it frightens me at times. My cousin giggled. He was beginning to sound like a rat who's eaten one too many slices of American cheese. We'll just use this rag to make a snail. Rag? You call this a rag? I screamed. These are my silk pajamas with silver buttons. They cost me a fortune. They have my initials embroidered in gold. Well, isn't that just like you to be so selfish, Trapside? We're talking about a treasure here, and you're worried about your pajamas? Geronimoid, you amaze me. I gnashed my, my teeth together. Don't call me Geronimoid. My name is Geronimo. Geronimo, got it? There was nothing left to do now but rig up Trap's pajama sale and take off. We were all terribly thirsty. My tongue feels like it got stuck in the sandbox at Scampertown Park, mumbled Trap. I would give anything for some ice cream. Do you remember that ice cream parlor, the Icy Rat? The air conditioning in that place was always on full blast. You could freeze your fur off just waiting for your hot cheese sundae. Sweat dripped down my snout. Why did Trap have to go on about ice cream? I was starting to have visions of cheddar cheese sugar cones floating on the water. The next morning, a peal of thunder shook the sky. I licked my snout and it was covered with drops, drops of water. The rain was pelting down like the jet of a shower. I swallowed the drops that fell on my tongue. I was in mouse heaven. Thea and Trap danced their paws off. Then, as suddenly as it had come, the rain stopped. We hugged, then winding our tails together, we squeaked, Friends together, mice forever. Land ho! Finally, at sunrise, on the eighth day of our pajama sailing adventure, I heard someone squeaking, Land ho! I, started at the, I stared at the island emerging from the waves. It got closer and closer. The sea flowed beneath us like an emerald green carpet. Ben was the first one to reach the island. The beach was covered with fine white sand. When my cousin landed, he flopped onto his belly and kissed the ground. 
Then he turned toward us. Snout covered in sand, he looked like he had just eaten a donut. Rattlings, he said. No one is going to unglue me from this spot. From now on, I am a land mouse, not a sea mouse, and I'm proud of it. Emerald green. Deep green water. Green plants. Green grass. Green trees. Treasure Island would be the perfect place for a St. Patrick's Day party. The whole place looked like nature had colored it with a magical green paintbrush. We dragged the trunk onto the beach and began to explore the island. We worked hard to cut a path through the thick plants and shrubs. We struggled over gigantic rocks covered in slippery moss. Then we tried following a line of leafy green palm trees. It was tough going. We had been hiking for about 10 minutes when we heard a noise. It sounded like running water. No, not just plain old running water like when you filled the bathtub. This was loud running water. We turned the corner and there it was. A wonderful, beautiful waterfall. It rushed down from the top of a cliff into a lake of crystal clear water. On the other side of the waterfall stood a tree so tall even the clouds had to step aside to make room for it. Its enormous roots clung to the rocks like a cat with a tuna sandwich. The island was thick with fruit-bearing trees. Bananas, mangoes, and papayas hung over our heads. For a minute, I felt like I was strolling through the supermarket. I picked some fruity for some fruit and took it back to my friends. Benjamin shrieked with joy as he hurled himself into a big slice of papaya. Geronimo! Jerry has brought us lunch, shouted Thea, jumping out of the water. Hooray! Way to go, Geronimo! I'm starved, squeaked Trap. Geronimo! Geronimo! How many times do I have to say it? If I've told you once, I've told you a hundred times. My name is Geronimo. Why, 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 oh, why do I always have to repeat it? Line up. That night, we slept in the big tree on the other side of the waterfall. We lay in a hollow where two branches joined. Our backs were pressed together for support. Still, I didn't sleep a wink. I was too afraid of falling out of the tree. Next morning, we all gathered for a meeting. We had to decide who would be in charge on the island. We will vote by a show of paws, I said. Of course. Trap voted for myself. Thea voted for me. And Benjamin and I gave our votes to Thea. My sister cleared her throat. Friends, I want you to know you won't regret your choice, she said, wiping away a small tear. Then... Line up now, she shouted. I will begin by assigning your duties. At noon, you will report to me, and you will be on time. When I say noon, I mean noon. Not one minute before, not one minute later. Is that quite clear? I don't hear you. Ugh, she's already gotten a swollen head. I knew I was right to vote for myself, muttered Trap under his whiskers. Thea was walking up and down the beach. We shall build a shelter under the tree. It will take us two, no, three days to finish it. 
Then we leave in search of the emerald eye. Trap's eyes lit up again. The treasure. Now you're talking, he grinned. In the meantime, Thea had grabbed a sheet of paper and was scribbling down tasks for all of us. Geronimo, you will take care of provisions. You'll gather fruit, berries, and roots. You'll also fish for crabs. Trap, you will be head chef. Excellent choice, boss. Just wait till you see what tasty dishes I can prepare. Whisker licking good, said my cousin cheerfully. Benjamin, you will help me build our shelter under the tree. Thea continued without missing a beat. And now, get going. Friends together, mice forever. From my diary. Dear diary, I am writing on this banana leaf because there is no paper left. It took us three days to build our hut under the big tree. What a project. We all pitched in with Thea squeaking out orders like an army general. I think she's getting a little too into her job as leader, but that's just between you and me. Diary, I don't want to end up on bathroom duty or worse. Speaking of bathrooms, we built one in our hut. We made a giant wooden wheel to run the water up from the stream. Of course, Thea and Trap are forever fighting over who gets to use the bathroom first. In fact, I can hear them screaming right now. Everything is different on this island, but those two never change. Goodbye, dear diary. I have to rush to the kitchen tonight. It's my turn to wash the dishes. Yours, Geronimo. P.S. I've realized that an adventurous life is definitely not my cup of tea. Oh, how I miss my comfy, safe home. Cheese Slices That night, Thea stayed up very late. I wonder what my sister had up her sleeve this time. You just never know with that mouse. Early the next morning, we were having breakfast. Thea arrived out of breath. Hooray! I did it! She cried, waving the map. Trap jumped. Do you have to scream so early in the morning, he shouted. You know I'm not awake until I've had my cup of steamed cheese. Two sugars hold the milk. Now what is it? Thea jumped onto the table and cleared her throat. <clears throat> I have discovered, she began. Drum roll, please. What? What? shouted Trap, grabbing by her, her by the tail. Thea shot Trap a smug smile. First, I determined our position using the astrolabole. Then, I checked it with the triangulation and worked out the logarithm. Astrolamp, strangulation, Karunga rhythm, snorted Trap. Do you mind speaking English? I hate it when you use such big words. My sister pointed to the map. First, we have to head north toward Moorwater Bay. Then we go around What's the Point Peak and head towards Molehill Mountain. There, we'll find the flea-ridden Fur River. We follow the river to Hard as Nails Hill. And from there, it should be easy as pie to find the Emerald Eye. At the mention of the word Emerald, Trap put his arm around Thea. Oh, my little cousin, let me the first be the first to congratulate you, he beamed. Did anyone ever tell you that you are a real genius? So where did you say the treasure is exactly? Thea snorted. 
What is the matter with you? Are your eyes covered with cheese slices? Look here at the map, she squeaked, flapping it under Trap's snout. There is an X on it as big as the moon over Mouse Island. Trap just smiled and stroked Fee's paw. My dear, sweet, kind, beautiful, charming little cousin, he said, I suggest we leave tomorrow morning. No, maybe tonight, as a matter of fact. I could be ready to leave right now. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, I jumped in. We have to map out our route, calculate the times and the stages of our trip. Trap was getting more and more frantic. What times? What stages? This sly mouth, mouse here has already organized everything. We are leaving and that's that, he squeaked. Then he and Thea put their heads together and began discussing the details of the journey. Of all the nerve, it seemed as if I was already left out. Meanwhile, my nephew sat munching the last cheesy chew with a dreamy expression on his face. Treasure? Real honest to good mouse treasure? He murmured. One skull. The plan was to leave at six o'clock the next morning, but by four o'clock my cousin was already up and about. Ratoons, we are leaving, Trap shouted through a megaphone made of banana leaves. Thea grabbed a coconut and hurled it at his head. Do you realize what time it is, she shrieked. When I catch you, I'm going to use your fur to make earmuffs. Trap just giggled. If you don't hurry, I'm going to leave without you, he shouted through the megaphone. I am ready to rock, ready to roll, and ready to rumble. Ready to party, ready to go, go, go. Thea was tearing at her whiskers in rage. You are the one who brought him along, she yelled at me. If you don't hurry, I'm leaving without you. I wanted to say, actually, it was your idea, but I stopped myself. The look in my sister's eyes was murderous. We set out in single file. We marched all day long. By evening, we came to What's the Point Peak. Thea pointed at the map. We have reached the location of the first skull. Listen to this secret message. If you find a big rock the color of cheese, don't run around. Don't even sneeze. Somewhat puzzled, I looked around. This must be the rock on the map, I said, pointing to a round, cheddar-colored boulder. It looks good enough to eat. I took a few steps forward, but there is nothing to see here. Just some sand. Actually, a whole bunch of sand. I didn't get to finish my sentence. I was beginning to sink. Look at me, I giggled. <laughs> Look, the sand has reached my ankles. No, my knees. Thea's eyes opened wide. She was not laughing. Geronimo, I have bad news for you, she called. Hmm, what bad news, I asked, watching the funny sand. Geronimo, my sister squeaked. I think it's quicksand. I gulped. Thundering, cattails, quicksand, I shrieked. Help! The sand had already reached my belly button. Stop flapping your arms, shouted Thea, holding her paw out. But I kept flapping and flapping. Help! I shouted as the sand reached my ears. Trap raced over, carrying a long green vine from a nearby tree. Grab hold of this, cousin, if you ever want to squeak again, he cried. Two skulls. Once again, Trap had saved my life. Why, oh why, did I ever agree to take this trip? I must be losing my marbles. When I get back to New Mouse City, my fur will have turned white from all these scares, I mumbled. 
If we ever get back, that is, added Trap in a grim voice. He always knew how to cheer me up. The next morning we crossed Molehill Mountain and marched along the banks of the flea-ridden Fur River. Finally, we sighted Hard as Nails Hill. This is it, announced Thea, the place of the two skulls. I shivered. What would we find this time? More quicksand? Exploding boulders? Grouchy Grandma One Whisker with a plate of her disgusting Swiss cheese muffins? I looked around. We were in a clearing with one very tall tree standing in the center. It was loaded with big yellow fruit that looked sort of like pineapples. Thea read aloud the secret message about the two skulls. Beware of the honey tree. Its fruits are known to sing. Listen, but do not touch, or you will feel the sting. Trap step forward. Fruits that sting? How ridiculous. Let me take one of them ratoons. I'll knock one down with a stone, and then we'll see. Stop! Don't do it, I shrieked. Don't worry, Garrikins. My cousin laughed. So what if they're sting? Anyway, I'll just avoid touching them, see? <laughs> he pitched a stone right at the biggest fruit in the center. Don't call me Gary C I started to say, but I stopped in mid-sentence. The yellow fruit was not a giant pineapple. It wasn't even a fruit. It was a giant beehive. Help! We screamed together. The, believe the beehive was oozing thick golden honey. Within seconds, swarms of bees flew out from the honeycombs hanging on the branches. Hurry to the river, shouted my sister. We raced to the river with the bees right on our tails. Then we dove, drove, dove head first into the water. The current carried us downstream. Then we reached to the bank. The bees were gone. Thea pulled out her map. Let's see, to our left is Hardest Nails Hill, and in front of us is Pirate's Peak. That means if we go forward, we'll hit three skulls. In front of us lay a narrow path made of stones. Each stone had a letter engraved on it. Thea read aloud the message on the map. A dangerous trap lies ahead. Be oh so careful where you tread. Solve the riddle and you'll see. The right stones will set you free. For lunch or a snack, it is delicious. With lots of holes, it's quite nutritious. White or yellow, sharp or mellow, leave some for others and be a good fellow. I reread the riddle several, several times. My cousin tapped his paw impatiently. Well, Mr. Newspaper Mouse, what does it mean? He asked. His paw kept tapping faster and faster. Well, come on. What are you waiting for? We don't have all day, you know. Trying to ignore my cousin, I stared at the riddle. The answer was right on the tip of my tongue. What has lots of holes? What is white or yellow and delicious? Suddenly, I clapped my paws together. It's cheese. I shrieked with glee. You must jump on the letters spelling out the word cheese. Before we could stop him, Trap hopped up onto the stone engraved with the letter C. Then he hopped on the H, then the E, and the, then the S. Look out! The rest of us screamed. Spelling has never been one of my cousin's strong points. Of course, there are two E's in the middle of cheese. The minute Trap set his paw on the wrong stone, it gave way. 
and down he went, very deep. I peered into the hole. It was a foul-smelling odor that rose from it. Wait a minute. I could just make out something at the bottom. Uh-oh. I was looking at a bunch of bones. Poor Uncle Trap, sobbed Benjamin. Poor cousin. We won't even be able to visit his grave, murmured Thea, wiping away a tear. He was such a great mouse. Do you remember when he saved your life at sea, Uncle? cried Benjamin. Even I felt terrible. How could I ever forget, I moaned. Trap saved my life not once, but twice. The first time at sea, and the second time from the quicksand. He was so courageous. Then Thea added softly, Well, let's be honest. Sometimes he could be a bit of a pain. Benjamin jumped right in. Actually, now that I think about it, poor Uncle Trap could be pretty annoying. I stood up and dusted the dirt off my paws. In fact, I think he was totally obnoxious at times. A pain? Annoying? Obnoxious? A voice called out from the hole. We peered into the deep pit. Trap was hanging by his pants from a tree root. Hang on, Trap. We are coming to the rescue, I called. We lifted him out in no time. Trap looked a little pale. Still, he sounded just as irritating as ever. You know, I heard all the bad things you said about me, he said. Then he smiled. But I guess you said some nice things too, especially Jerry Mug. In fact, Geronimus, I could give you a kiss. Hey, that's pretty good, he giggled. He he he. I groaned. Why, oh why, had we pulled him out of that hole? Gold doubloons. We started hiking toward the X again. According to Thea's map, we had almost reached the Emerald Eye. Trap practically skipped the rest of the way. I had never seen him so excited. Well, there was that time he won a free cheeseburger at Burger Mouse. Trap's voice interrupted my thoughts. Hey, Cousinkins, do you think we'll find other things besides the Emerald Eye? I mean, you're the expert on this stuff, right? Could we mine, find jewels or lots of money? Well, we could find some old coins, I answered. Maybe we might find gold doubloons. They have a picture of the Cat Prince Meow Iron Claws, also known as Snarls the Mouse Muncher on them. Trapped did a little dance. Doubloons! Doubloons! Gold doubloons! I just love the sound of that word, he chuckled. Meanwhile, Thea was checking the map. She pointed straight ahead. That's it, she announced. The emerald eye should be right in front of us. Trap ran ahead. Then he stopped. He looked around, confused. I don't see any emerald here. All I see is water, he squeaked. For once, my cousin was telling the truth. On the exact spot where we were supposed to find the emerald eye, there was a deep lake. Astrolamp? Strangulation? Congarhythm? Snorted Trap furiously. But this is exactly where the X is on my map, Thea murmured. If it is the right place, then we are on the wrong island, and it's all your fault, Trap cried, chasing after Thea. I sighed, my head between my paws. Benjamin sat beside me, looking sad. Just then, I heard leaves rustling. The sound was coming from the forest nearby. Shh! Keep quiet, everyone, I whispered. Something back here is moving. We all strained our ears to listen. Something or someone, whispered Trap in a shaky voice. He looked at us. Let's see. Who can go check things out? Ben is too young. 
Thea can't be of any help because she's a female. And it's really only right that I stay behind to look after those two. So that only leaves you, Geronimo. Better get going, he concluded, pushing me towards the bushes where the noises were coming from. At that moment, Thea sprang into action. Just because I'm female doesn't mean I can't take care of things, she shrieked. She grabbed her knife with two paws and charged towards the bushes. Show yourself if you dare, she squeaked. Moving aside a few leaves, little Benjamin trembled beside me. Trap whimpered. Even my tough-talking sister was shaking. I chewed on my whiskers. I imagined a pack of ferocious wild tomcats, or maybe lions on the other side of the bushes. So this is how it would end? We would all become snacks for some mouse-munching monsters? All of our sailing and swimming and hiking and sweating for nothing? It was almost too much to bear. I closed my eyes. When I opened them again, I saw the strangest sight. In front of us stood a group of animals. No, not a band of drooling tomcats, not a pack of roaring lions. It was a party of mice. They were dressed in bathing suits. Some had cameras, camcorders. One of the mice stepped forward. Hello, are you guests of the resort? He asked. Resort? What resort? We all squeaked at the same time. Ratlin's Tropical Resort and Health Spa, of course, the mouse said, giving us a strange look. Snip, snap. For a moment, I thought maybe I was just having a bad dream. I pinched myself. The mice in the bathing suits were still standing there. At last, Trap spoke. Ratlin's Tropical Resort, he repeated. Do you mean this is not a deserted island? The guide looked at us with curiosity. Deserted island? You should see the mounds of rodents on the beach, he said. This is our busiest time of year. Trap turned to Thea, fuming. It's bad enough that you brought me to the wrong island, but did you have to bring me to a tourist trap? I couldn't believe it. I felt a lump of despair in my throat, like a mouse being served at the Grand Cat Buffet. Meanwhile, the tourists were staring at us in amazement. With our ratty fur and torn clothing, they didn't know what to make of us. A shy-looking mouse with big ears approached Thea. Um, miss, did you just take one of Ratlin's survival classes, he asked. Thea stared at him. For a minute, she looked like a mouse caught by a flashlight. Then my sister snapped to attention. Survival lessons, she repeated. Why, do I look like a rodent who needs lessons? Take a look at this knife. I could chop a rat's tail in two faster than you can twitch your whiskers. Snip, snap. She cut a tree branch in two with one clean blow. Her audience shuddered, hypnotized. Can I walk you back to the resort? The mouse with the big ears asked my sister. I would love to take you to dinner tonight. I know a great little restaurant right on the beach. We'll see, my dear, we'll see, squeaked Thea, laughed. Thea, flattered. I shook my head. Benjamin and I set out toward the resort. Trap just stared off into space. But the treasure, he repeated over and over. The treasure. Fasten your seatbelts. After listening to our amazing adventures, the manager of Ratlin's Resort got us four first-class seats on the first flight back to New Mouse City. Well, actually, three seats since Thea had decided to stay a few more days. He is such a dear, Thea had shrieked about her new big-eared friend. I have never met such a charming mouse. He adores me, and he's so romantic. Geronimo, why don't you stay for a little longer, too? I want to go home. I just want to go home, I kept telling her.
the, the time to leave finally came. Now boarding, blasted the loudspeaker at the airport, we climbed onto the plane. All rodents, please fasten your seatbelts, the pilot requested. A pretty flight attendant with dark brown fur walked down the aisle, passing out slices of tasty Swiss cheese. Have fun on your vacation, asked the mouse seated next to me. Fun wouldn't exactly be my first word to describe it, I thought. How about disaster or nightmare? But I nodded anyway. Fun, I grumbled. Loads of fun. Trap was back to his usual self. I heard him flirting with a flight attendant. He told her he was an expert sailor. Then he began telling her about our adventure. I missed most of the details. I was too busy looking out the, the view outside my window. This was my first time I had seen the island from above. It was quite a sight. Right in the middle of the island was a lake as green as an emerald. And of course, the lake was exactly where the treasure was supposed to be on Thea's map. Now that was odd. From up in the sky, the lake looked just like an emerald green eye. Emerald. Eye. Holy cheese, I squeaked excitedly. Benjamin, who had fallen asleep. Wake up. Look, look, I shouted, pulling Trap's tail. I jumped out of my seat and pointed out the window. It's the emerald eye, I shrieked. A frail, white-haired rat waved her book at me. Shh, she said, glaring. Other passengers threw me dirty looks. Oh, well, guess I wouldn't be winning the most popular passenger award. So that is the treasure shown on the map, I cried, ignoring my newfound enemies. My cousin just snorted. Jerry boy, to me, a treasure is something you can spend. All you can do with that treasure is wash your socks in it. I sighed, sinking back into my seat. The shimmering green lake in the middle of the island moved farther and farther away. Benjamin laid his tiny head on my shoulder. I think the Emerald Eye is a wonderful treasure, Uncle, he said. It's the most beautiful treasure I've ever seen. Mega huge fridge. It was so nice to be home again. Clean sheets hot shower, and my mega-huge fridge, stuffed with the best cheeses a mouse can buy. Today, I bumped into Trap. You, you have such a way with words. Why don't you slap together an adventure story about the treasure hunt, he suggested. Are you kidding? I'm a busy mouse. I run a newspaper. It's unthinkable. It's impossible. It's ridiculous, I replied. That evening, though, I leafed through my travel diary, so much to write about. What an adventure. Maybe for once, Trap had come up with a good idea. Tennis Top Club. Six months have gone by since the day we returned from our trip. I followed Trap's advice and wrote the book. I published it too. And you'll never guess what happened. It sold. Like catnip at the Meowville movie theater. The book is already on the bestseller list here in New Mouse City. Now this is what I call a real treasure, shouted my cousin, waving his check in the air. I figured it was only right to give him some money from the book. After all, he was a big part of the adventure, even, his, even if his was most the annoying part. To celebrate my success, I invited Silky Fur, a very pretty lady friend of mine, to the tennis top club. I couldn't put the book down, you know. I never knew you were so brave, whispered Silky Fur in my ear. I was beginning to think our adventure might have been worth it after all. Hello, Jerry. 
Ring, ring. At the crack of dawn one morning, I got a call from Thea. Jerry, get ready for an unbelievable piece of news. Guess what I discovered today, she squeaked. How on earth would I know, I grumbled, crawling back into bed with the phone. Another map. You know what I'm talking about, my sister insisted. No, I don't. What are you talking about? What map? The same as last time. Do you remember the mouse house? Cheddar ravioli? Extra spicy sauce? Don't let me say any more, she demanded, sounding mysterious. The mouse house? Cheddar ravioli? Extra spicy sauce? Another map? I threw back the covers and jumped out of bed. This could mean only one thing. My crazy sister was planning another trip. Oh no, not this time, I shrieked into the phone. Not on your life. Don't you have a boyfriend now? Why don't you ask him to go with you? Who, old Big Ears? I got rid of him like moldy cheese, she giggled. But let's talk about more serious matters. You wouldn't let me go on my own, would you? You're my older brother. After all, where is your danger? Where is your sense of duty? It can be a very dangerous journey. Hello, Jerry. Jerry, are you still there? Jerry? 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 Squeaked Thea. Don't call me Jerry, I wanted to say. My name is Geronimo Stilton. But I had no strength left. I put the receiver down on my nightstand. I already knew where this was going to lead. The end. And that's the story of the lost treasure of the Emerald Isle by Geronimo Stilton. Hope you enjoyed it, kids. Love you. Catch you next time.